This is section one of Goldsmith's Friend Abroad Again by Mark Twain. Letter one and letter two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Goldsmith's Friend Abroad Again by Mark Twain. Letter one. Note. No experience is set down in the following letters which had to be invented. Fancy is not needed to give variety to the history of a Chinaman's sojourn in America. Plain fact is amply sufficient. Letter 1. Shanghai, 18. Blank. Dear Ching Fu, it is all settled, and I am to leave my oppressed and overburdened native land and cross the sea to that noble realm where all are free and all equal, and none reviled or abused. America. America, whose precious privilege it is to call herself the land of the free and the home of the brave. We and all that are about us here look over the waves longingly, contrasting the privations of this our birthplace with the opulent comfort of that happy refuge. We know how America has welcomed the Germans and the Frenchmen and the stricken and sorrowing Irish, and we know how she has given them bread and work and liberty, and how grateful they are and we know that america stands ready to welcome all other oppressed peoples and offer her abundance to all that come without asking what their nationality is or their creed or color and without being told it we know that the foreign sufferers she has rescued from oppression and starvation are the most eager of her children to welcome us because having suffered themselves they know what suffering is and having been generously succored they long to be generous to other unfortunates, and thus show that magnanimity is not wasted upon them. Ah Sung He. Letter 2. At Sea. 18. Blank. Dear Ching Fu, we are away at sea now, on our way to the beautiful land of the free and home of the brave. We shall soon be where all men are alike, and where sorrow is not known. The good American who hired me to go to his country is to pay me twelve dollars a month, which is immense wages, you know, twenty times as much as one gets in China. My passage in the ship is a very large sum, indeed it is a fortune, and this I must pay myself eventually, but I am allowed ample time to make it good to my employer in, he advancing it now. For a mere form I have turned over my wife, my boy, and my two daughters to my employer's partner for security for the payment of the ship fare, but my employer says they are in no danger of being sold, for he knows I will be faithful to him, and that is the main security. I thought I would have twelve dollars to begin life with in America, but the American consul took two of them for making a certificate that I was shipped on the steamer. He has no right to do more than charge the ship two dollars for one certificate for the ship, with the number of her Chinese passengers set down in it, but he chooses to force a certificate upon each and every Chinaman, and put the two dollars in his pocket. As thirteen hundred of my countrymen are in this vessel, the consul received two thousand six hundred dollars for certificates. My employer tells me that the government at Washington know of this fraud, and are so bitterly opposed to the existence of such a wrong that they tried hard to have the extor uh, the, the fee i mean legalized by the last congress pacific and mediterranean steamship bills ed mem 
but as the bill did not pass, the consul will have to take the fee dishonestly until next Congress makes it legitimate. It is a great and good and noble country, and hates all forms of vice and chicanery. We are in that part of the vessel always reserved for my countrymen. It is called the steerage. It is kept for us, my employer says, because it is not subject to changes of temperature and dangerous draughts of air. It is only another instance of the loving unselfishness of the Americans for all unfortunate foreigners. The steerage is a little crowded, and rather warm and close, but no doubt it is best for us that it should be so. Yesterday our people got to quarreling among themselves, and the captain turned a volume of hot steam upon a mass of them, and scalded eighty or ninety of them more or less severely. Flakes and ribbons of skin came off some of them. There was wild shrieking and struggling, while the vapor enveloped the great throng, and so some who were not scalded got trampled upon and hurt. We do not complain, for my employer says this is the usual way of quieting disturbances on board the ship, and that it is done in the cabins among the Americans every day or two. Congratulate me, Ching Fu. In ten days more I shall step upon the shore of America and be received by her great-hearted people, and I shall straighten myself up and feel that I am a free man among free men. Ah Sung Hee End of Section 1